It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cammie Carlisle. Hi, Ryan. Here we are Friday, already another edition of Community Conversations. And today we have Megan Mosslander in the studio. She's the Chief of Development and External Relations of Legal Aid Nebraska. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And I was called a community leader. Like, that was really exciting. Like, I don't know that I consider myself a leader. I consider myself a doer. Okay, I like that. I like that very much. Before we get too far into all the things Mm -hmm. you do, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, how you grew up, where you grew up. So I grew up in Beatrice. I graduated from Beatrice High School, and I know that my siblings and some of my high school classmates are listening, So, and I think my first grade teacher, which is kind of cool. And then I went to school at College of St. Mary um, for my first year, back to SCC in Beatrice, and I think some of my professors from there are listening, too. Uh, And then I went to New Jersey for four years. Okay. I went to school at Rutgers for a semester, and I loved Jersey, the ocean, New York City. It was gorgeous. New Jersey isn't like what everybody says. It's better. You get seafood. and uh, But I really enjoyed that. But then I came back to be with my family. Um, and then I lived in Lincoln for a while. And then I've been in Omaha about 10 years. Okay. Um, pretty weird tra- tra- trajectory for my career. Uh, my undergrad is in human services and applied psychology, okay. public admin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I really grew up with a family that... No matter how much money we had, which was not very much, but we always did for others. Sure. You know, we did the angel tree at Christmas. Yeah. We made After my mom passed, I found out, like, people, she made sure that single moms had enough food at the end of the month. Like, mm, my parents were just that. good people. And so we were always doers. Um, and they worked with people with disabilities. For My dad was 40 years. My mom was close to 40. Wow. Um, so I knew I wanted to do something that helped folks. And I'd always volunteered in nursing homes and things like that. And then I got my first job um, at a Humanities Nebraska. Chris Summerick was Uh my first job, my first manager. And he's like, you could do fundraising. Uh And I was like, I'm not asking people for money. That sounds so hard and difficult. Uh, Well, here I am. So, but I worked at really cool places like ACLU, um, Nebraskans for Alternatives to the Death Penalty. Mm. I also sat on the board there um, when we helped abolish the death penalty, but we won't talk about that. Right. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, think um, up here, I worked at College Possible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Love which that place. Yeah, great organization. Mm-hmm. I worked at Holy Name. Uh, so it's been a little <laughs> bit everywhere. Uh, and now I'm really fortunate to be at Legal Aid. I. In COVID time, it feels like a lot longer than it's been. Yeah, uh, but it's been a little over a year and a half, um, and it has been quite a ride. Uh, but I'm very fortunate. I work with, I don't even know, sometimes it tears me up, an incredible group of dedicated people. I wish I could all make them millionaires because they do such good work. <laughs> um, but, you know, I do firmly believe whether we have money or not, Everybody mm-hmm. has an opportunity to make a difference, regardless if it's, you know, a smile, a high, whatever. And so that's what's really drawn me to work in nonprofit work. Sure. But I always tell people it's never 40 hours. Right. And it's not for the faint of heart. That is true. Um, it is for the love, right? Like, yes. So find a mission that you believe in. Yes. So, so. tell us, Legal Aid in Nebraska, what is your mission? <laughs> so we basically, um, you know, 
it's about justice. Sure. It's about equal justice, mm-hmm. um, bringing and promoting that uh, justice, dignity, hope, and like self-sufficiency for and quality legal aid for people that have nowhere else to turn. Right. And that is really true. You know, I the more clients that I've had the opportunity to meet and the more stories that I get to read, mm-hmm. I consistently know that when people call us, it's not because they want to. Right. They're in a tough spot. Right. And they're hardworking. You know, when people say, well, what does a legal aid client look like? Right. What do they They look like? They are the folks that are working more than one job, likely. Uh Uh-huh. They're making that anywhere from $12 to $15 an hour, barely scraping by, right? Really hard workers. Like, they are the folks that we know the nurses and doctors and medical staff have gotten us through COVID. Right. But you know who else has gotten us through COVID? Mm Mm-hmm. The employees at the box stores, the grocery stores, the gas stations, um, you know, the repair shops, those folks that daycares, teachers, you know, but these folks are scraping it by. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then something happens like and it can be as simple as you blow a tire on one of our potholes. Right. And you can't get to work and you can't afford the tire. And then you get a garnishment and yep. then the garnishment and then you get an eviction notice and that's where you are, you know. And most of the time we're seeing when these clients are calling us, they don't just have one legal issue. They have more legal issues. Um, and so it's really heartbreaking because mm-hmm. the clients I meet are such good folks and they're trying so immensely hard. And that was me. Like, I think I talk more now, but I think a lot of people thought my parents had money and we didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember back in the day when you could crumple the checks so they wouldn't go to the bank. Right. Past. I remember my dad crumpling checks. Wow. Right. Oh, yeah. And um, so this is me. Like, I wish my parents would have turned to legal aid. We lost our home. My oh. siblings are probably like, geez, you're outing all of us. But, <laughs> you know, and I remember how hard that was in a small town. Sure. Um, but, you know, think about there was a housing study in Omaha. Mm-hmm. The median rent in Omaha for a two-bedroom apartment right now is $983. Oh. How do we expect people to make it with the cost of inflation? Right. You know, so so we're here to help. Legal Aid's here to help. Oh, my gosh. Um, we help low-income folks. Um, when we look at that, mm-hmm. so it's basically... Um, there's about 260,000 Nebraskans that fall in our financial guideline area. Wow. And that's really, we help folks that are at 125% of the federal poverty line. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's about 17,000 for a household of one, but 35,000 for a household of four. Wow. Okay. That being said, we do spend you down. So if you call in and you make more than that, we look at your expenses, like your rent, your daycare, that right. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't want people that are listening to not think right they should call in because even if we can't help you we might be able to refer you to someone that can yes actually i reached out to legal aid a few years ago we were talking off air Mm -hmm. how there was no such thing as gay divorce several years ago Mm -hmm. so i reached out to legal aid they could not help me but they did direct me to other folks so Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely call i mean there's no reason not to and i think for your listeners here it's really important to know that we really work with people um from every walk of life. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you know, deaf, hard of hearing, blind, we will assist you. We have Good. things available that can kind of, you know, help ensure that you're receiving the best services possible. Also, folks that don't speak English, we offer translation services as oh, well. Good. Good. So we know that calling legal aid 
is terrifying, right? Mm -hmm. But you're already terrified because you've got the garnishment, you've got the IRS letter, you've got the eviction notice, and so you're already scared. Right. And then you have to call. So we really try to do what we can to help. Mm -hmm. But that being said, I think it's really important for folks to know, right now, we are averaging 1,300 requests for assistance a month. Whoa. What is it normally? Well, we've had some of an increase. Yeah, I'm sure with COVID, um, right? Yes. Okay. But for a while it was down, right? Because people were just trying to get by and there was all pandemic-related benefits that could kind of offset some of sure. those things. Mm-hmm. But now what we're seeing is that there's not really anything left. Like there's not that pandemic unemployment. There's not a ton of rental assistance. Mm-hmm. We won't talk about what's going on in the state of Nebraska on that. Ooh. Uh, but so, and then there used to be mandatory PTO when you got COVID at the beginning, right? That's right. Well, now this last upswing, if you didn't have PTO, you didn't have PTO or sick time or whatever it is. So we are seeing that upswing, not just around housing, but also we have debt and finance. So garnishments, medical debt. Also, you know, we did a lot. We do a lot around benefits. So Mm -hmm. if you've been denied SNAP. Um, Medicaid, all of that, you can call us, but also run the unemployment waiver. Remember, everybody got that benefit, and then they got all the letters that said, hey, right. you overpaid. <laughs> Pay back $10,000. Uh, uh, right. And so we, our staff, um, intervened. We actually, on the um, request of a state senator, one of our um, managing attorneys went and testified about mm-hmm. what we saw and kind of the, do I dare say, debacle. I hope that's not Yeah, I feel like with COVID, it's a debacle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So did you expect as a group that with COVID, did you have any idea the uptick that was coming? Well, I think we all, so I started in July of 2020. Mm -hmm. So the staff was amazing, um, but they had already switched to mainly virtual, right? And we had walk-in centers that people came in. Yes. We had all of that. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, wait. We had to close all that. So that oh. was a lot. Um, but they'd already transitioned when I got there. Okay, good. But I think that they handled it, you know, I'm sure it was panicked at the time. But yeah. they handled it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of some grants that we received, we were able still to hold, like, virtual clinics. Good. Sign legal software. But the thing that people do not know, mm-hmm. and I'm still kind of horrified by, so criminal cases or criminal trials halted. Debt hearings for bankruptcies and that kind of thing did not, (laughs) and neither did eviction hearings. So our staff was still exposing themselves to COVID, our our legal staff, but also clients that generally don't have health insurance anyway. Right. So, you know, that... That's where I really commit because I got to work at home. I didn't have to go to court. Sure. Um, but I commend our staff, right? Because I knew, and also it was just, it's our staff has to hear sad story after sad story. Right. Um, and so, but yet they keep coming back and they fight harder and they. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I get to work, I feel like I work with a bunch of warriors. Um, but legal aid has four key priorities, and I think that's really good to kind of narrow down. Yeah, tell us about them. So we have housing, which we kind of talked about, um, evictions. Mm -hmm. Um, We also are partnering with NIFA around some home, uh, like foreclosure and that kind of stuff right now. There's a a lot of that. Yes. Um, But utility shutoffs, unsafe conditions. So 
For those of you in the Omaha area, several years ago, we had Yale Park, where it was shut down. It was off in North Omaha. It was shut down. Terrible living conditions. Um, And we are grateful that we actually still have a legal partner um, that are taking on some of that civil litigation. So that's kind of – and then we have children and families. So that is domestic violence, which – um, we always we are seeing a big uptick in that again. Uh, I was going to ask divorce. Is it because well divorce? Yeah, stress, custody, anxiety, yeah. and everybody was home for a long time right, together, right? Right. And Ugh. somebody said to me the other day, "What if I gave you five million dollars?" I said, "Well, that'd be great, but you need to give me consistently five million dollars year after year, <laughs> because we do need more attorneys. We do need more legal staff, and especially around that children and families because." Mm-hmm. It's harder to get pro bono or reduced fee attorneys for that because those cases are so intense and so they can go so long, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But Omaha as a whole needs more services around. There's a lot of great domestic violence um, nonprofits. I'm not, but we just need more. Right. There's never enough. Agree. Um, And then we have debt and finance, and that is bankruptcy, wage garnishment, um, student loan debt, and medical debt. So... Tell us more about that, because who doesn't have all that gross debt? So the medical debt's a really big thing. Um, You know, there's charity care at hospitals, right? So Hmm. you can apply for some of that, but we'll work with you to try to help some of that stuff. Charity care. Um, But also our staff, like, I am not an attorney, but they are so smart with all of this stuff. Uh, But one time we were at a homeless connect type event Mm -hmm. and a gentleman came up to one of my colleagues um who's an attorney and was telling her about a hundred dollar garnishment he had and we got that taken care of him Mm -hmm. for him and some people listening might say hundred dollars not that much but you know what if you were making fourteen dollars or an hour or you're on like ssi or that's a lot of money yeah it is and i mean it's a lot of money for me me too but I mean, so if somebody wants to give me $100 today, like, come on. Sure. Like, <laughs> but uh, that's a lot. And mm-hmm. that's why we're here. And then our last priority is income and benefits. And that is really around, like, disability benefits, um, SNAP, public benefits, because those systems are so hard to navigate. I mean, the justice system as a whole is hard to navigate. Yeah. Public benefits or system is hard to navigate. Um, and then unpaid wages. And then, of course, that unemployment benefits. The caveat is we don't help you fill out the initial paperwork. Okay. You can come to us when we're, you're denied, and okay. then we'll work through that. Got it. Um, and then we have a ton of programs and projects, so many that I often bring notes, which I did today. Um, so we have everything from Native American projects. Um, we have a tax law project. So if, like, you get that scary letter from the IRS. Yeah. I got one from the state of Nebraska saying they were going to, like, audit me. I was like... Oh, here we I'm are. I'm a do-gooder. Go <laughs> out as well. Uh, yeah. So, but we'll help you. Like, you don't have to be scared. You can call Good us. Good to know. So, uh, Egg Worker Rights, we do that as well, which is really cool. Um, we work with a lot of those meatpacking plant workers, yep. the individuals that are in the field. And I'm just going to declare here, egg workers are very important. Yeah. This, I don't care what you think, if this day would not exist, mm-hmm. If we didn't have ag workers and that meat packing right. plant works, and those jobs are hard, hot sun, we, so Ugh. we make sure they're getting their wages, safe work environments. 
the egg worker team was amazing during COVID. Mm -hmm. They did so many events, like it's okay to get your shot. They found doctors that um, spoke Spanish, looked like a lot of the egg workers that they were speaking to. So someone that looked like them Mm -hmm. was telling them it was okay. Good. Um, We handed out, we got a grant to hand out like oximeters, um, masks, things that weren't like available to a lot of people. I was surprised. I don't know. I just figured if you were in a beef plant, you had a mask on. Well, I think initially there was some of that was missing. Yeah. But then, so, but we also made sure that they had extras because a lot of times maybe they, they had them at work, but then their family didn't have them at home. Right. So, and they go all over and they do tons of outreach. Um, and they also speak Spanish. So it's very easy um, for folks to talk to them right on site. Good. Grateful I need, for that. I need to speak Spanish. I, w- I need to learn that. So. I've got to get better at it. So I know. My amazing board president, she's taking classes. Like, I took some too, but it was during the pandemic and I don't remember anything. Well, but I think anyways. my college Spanish <laughs> professor is listening. And if she is. Hola. Uh, I didn't retain much, but I will try. Like, yeah. and if she wants to take me to Spain and oh. show me, that would be a good way to do it. Okay, good idea. So, and one of my other professors was like, I can't listen today because I'm in Spain. Oh, I was well. like, oh, hmm. well, yeah, okay. Clearly, I wasn't your favorite <laughs> student. No. Uh, we also have something called set aside or clean slate, where we set aside criminal convictions. Four years old and older. Um, we also will seal... Four years old and older? How can somebody be a criminal? No, no. I mean, like, they've had them. Like, So, like, oh. so let's say, like, it's 2022, so they would have to get them in 2018. Um, wow, we that also was a total will... misunderstanding. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Friday. Go ahead. Um, they were really naughty kids. Right? Although Jeez. my nephews, sometimes I'm like... <laughs> I, one of my nephews actually called the cops um, on his brother's birthday because he wanted to be more of a party. <laughs> so, and my brother, who is a cop, is listening, and he's probably chuckling right now because he was like, he was probably like when I was four. He, uh, my brother is like nineteen years older than me, oh. um, and so <laughs> he probably is like when she was four, I could have charged her with something. Uh, and legal aid would have helped, right? Okay. Yeah, no, we don't do criminal charges, only civil. Okay, only good to civil. know. Only civil. Okay. Yeah, only civil, no criminal. Okay, um, because when a criminal for criminal charges, you are have a right to an attorney. Civil charges, you do not. Okay, big difference. That's the big distinction. Big difference. Yes. Okay, good to know. Yep. Uh, but these, but we also will seal charges that have been dismissed, right? Mm. So, because those still show on your background check. They do. Nebraska doesn't offer expungement, mm. but um, we do set aside, which is kind of the next best thing because you have a piece of paper saying like, hey, this judge thinks that I'm good now. Mm-hmm. So we have those clinics. Good. Um, we actually have a clinic coming up next Saturday. If you're interested, you can go to Legal Aid's um, website mm-hmm. and uh, s- sign up. So it's legalaidofnebraska.org backslash set aside. Um, thanks to Jenna and Emily um, and Marnie and Christine that make those happen. Because um, a lot goes into, and Nicole, a lot goes into vetting those. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do have to pre-register okay. for those. And then we have disaster relief and COVID. Um, so disaster relief, like, when a flood hits, we're there, yeah. right? Like, and we help homeowners know what their rights are. So that's phenomenal. Farm and ranch mm-hmm. um, sounds just like it is. We help farmers if they're financially struggling. But we also, with the state of Nebraska, have a mental health voucher program. So oh. someone can call us, and we will give these mental health vouchers. We wow. have a special farm and ranch hotline. Did, did you see a lot of that three years ago with the floods? Yes. But also, it was interesting because after I started, as someone who is a... Um, 
big advocate of therapy and mental health. Sure. Uh, and my oldest brother is a ranger. And I know I lived with him for a summer. And I know some of the stresses that come along with that. Like, it's right. not easy. It's mm-hmm. not uh, if you're a fan of Yellowstone, like the house is big, but they were very truthful in saying like, there's a lot of stress. There's not always a lot of money. Um, and it was interesting to me. It was 50-50, like male and female. Hmm. And, but, you know, they really, they think that a lot of it is because telehealth really sprung up more yeah. and more insurance companies paid for telehealth, even sure. though these vouchers made it free. Because I can say as someone from a small town, mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily want to go to the small town like therapist. Not that they're not great, right? But everybody would see my car parked there. Like when I was yeah, younger, you know. Yeah, so, I get that. and plus, a lot of folks would have had to drive like an hour mm-hmm. or so. That is true. And then you can just do it from your computer. So, yeah, way easier. Yeah, housing justice. We already talked about our health education and law project. Uh, we have really cool contracts with hospitals like CHI and everything. Mm. Um, in Lincoln, Omaha, and then a few across the state, as well as Charles Drew and uh, Lutheran Family Services, where we are referred a client mm-hmm. by a social worker. And okay. we can go in and help with garnishments, or not garnishments, but guardianships, but also any other legal issues. Ah. Uh, and then we have a juvenile justice in Lincoln. So we are appointed counsel. That's the only time we really get involved with that criminal aspect. Okay. Native American um, programs. So we have attorneys on each reservation. Uplift is our community learning project in Lincoln. Man, you all do so yeah. much. When do you rest? We don't. We I, don't. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, these people, when I say our our legal staff, our paralegals, I mean, our data person, our grants, everybody in the Legal Aid Organization, which is about 90 of us because we're statewide. Oh, that's right. Thank you for that reminder. Yep. That's so right, we statewide. are in Lincoln, Omaha. Grand Island, North Platte, Norfolk, Scotts Bluff, and then Bancroft is Farm and Ranch. Okay. So it's a little bit different. Um, we are going to, I know a question for some folks will be like, are you going to do your walk-in centers? We are yes. doing soft openings okay. on them. Okay. Um, except for Lincoln because our office is under construction. So we are still trying to find a location. That being said, mm-hmm. you can call and we'll still meet with you virtually or over okay. the phone Good. to try to walk through some of those issues. Um, I do see the folks in the other room. They like the foam gavels that I brought from Legal Aid. They're bopping each other, which is funny. Um, <laughs> got you! <laughs> um, but, no, I think it's really important. You know, um, so we had 16,000 requests for assistance last year. 16,000? Yep. So pre-COVID. Got a figure on that? Like, because I wasn't there pre-COVID, but I'm guessing... Maybe half th- of that? No, I think it was probably 13. Okay. Um, and, I, th- you know, one of the things that I've tried to do coming mm-hmm. to Legal Aid was really increase our community partnerships, um, our the knowledge of the work that we do, because mm-hmm. I've worked in social justice type organizations for a long time. One of my closest friends is an attorney at Legal Aid. I didn't really understand everything we did and i'm still learning like the other day um because i'm not an attorney thank goodness i really wanted to be an attorney but now i'm like "Mm." yeah and plus sometimes that temper flares and i'd probably i'd probably get in trouble but um like we do everything from brief advice so that's you call and we say blah 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 and you're done right but then we can go – I was talking to one of my colleagues, and, like, their case is on three years. Whoa. And the thing is, too, 
once somebody calls mm-hmm. and I like if it was you, I'd say, Cammy, you know, you tell me your issue. And then I'd be like, OK, well, how did you get there with this garnishment? Mm-hmm. Right. And you could say, well, they cut off my SNAP benefits. Uh, well, why did they cut it? So you yeah. might have. So one client mm-hmm. might have three or four cases. Yeah. Right. You're right. So um, but the I think when I looked at this year's statistics, 30 percent of our clients were in deep poverty. So that's like 250 percent of the poverty line or below. Ugh. So that's like $17,000 for a family of four. Yikes. I think it's really important for me to acknowledge that even though many of us are not wearing masks anymore, Mm -hmm. I'm still a mask wearer, um, COVID is far from over for our most vulnerable folks. Right. And people are really struggling. It's not just just our healthcare workers. It's not just our teachers. But it is people that really want a slice of that American dream. Mm-hmm. And they can't get there for whatever reason. Right. And nonprofits are counted on for a lot in this country. Yep. And I love nonprofit work. But if you know a nonprofit worker, hug them, check on them. <laughs> we <laughs> will take it. Because <laughs> it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard work. and It is. You know, because I tend to know a lot of people because I've been doing this, I get a lot of calls like, where do I go next? And sometimes I'm like, I don't know. You know, and legal aid, we have to say no. And I know people get frustrated that Mm -hmm. I called legal aid and they told me no. Folks, we want to help everyone. Well, that makes me, the next question I want to ask before our time is almost up is, what are the requirements? Are there requirements or what is it, where's the line that you can help people? It's really those financial guidelines. Okay. I will also say, because we do receive federal funding, if someone wants to give me $10 million a year, right, like, I will cut off my federal funding, like, but you have to give me $10, $10 million a year for, like, forever, forever. Yeah, yeah. In perpetuity. But it's really those financial guidelines. And we go on the honor system. Okay. But... Also, because we take federal money, mm-hmm. unfortunately, sometimes we can ha- not help undocumented persons. Right. There are some loopholes. So please call us, right? Like, just don't discount us. Yes. Because we are kind of the only person in the game, right? Like, that helps with this level. Like, you know, other organizations help with different kinds of civil legal services. Right. But we're really the only organization that helps at this level. Oh, my gosh. I mean, the list of everything that you help with Mm -hmm. and all the programs, yes, call legal aid. There's no reason not to. And for those folks that want to give, I think it's really important to realize, like, we are empowering folks. Like, we're allowing them. Like, Mm -hmm. we have an economic impact. Um, In 2021, for just really those long-term cases, Mm of $11 million. Oh, well, there you go. And also, like, Data shows for every dollar you give mm-hmm. legal aid, right? Like six dollars goes back to society as a whole. So mm. like every single dollar counts, then um, everything matters, right? Like yeah, it does more than ever. I think I feel like I more than ever, people, especially well, our state, because that's what we know the best. Mm-hmm. That we are seeing so much. I just, it's just stunning. It is stunning, and you know the housing market is scary. Oh, because yes. rent is going up. Um, you know, we all know what groceries are like. Oh, yes. And people's benefits aren't going up, right? right? And so are wages. No, and people are stretched thin. And I think it's important for people to look at, like, what $15 an hour is. Right. And then what you can afford. And mm-hmm. it's very little. It is. But also be kind because those $15 employees 
are struggling and it's hard so don't yell at people just be kind and they've been on the front lines through all of this and like you said if it weren't for the workers at the box Mm -hmm. stores and the various food places i mean where would we be Mm -hmm. and they didn't get to work from home no so much respect to them and Mm -hmm. again like you said just be kind right it's so important um because people are struggling and i know there's a lot of despair and but there's a lot of hope, right? Like there is. You know, there are people that really are trying to make a difference and help folks out. I mean, all across Nebraska, there's tons oh, yes. of amazing nonprofits, um, people that are working way more than 40 hours a week oh, trying yes. to help folks out. Um, and I consistently want to give a shout out to my colleagues. I am fortunate I get to tell the stories and do th- fun things like this. I don't have to tell them. People know. Yeah. I don't have to be in court. Um, but my my colleagues are some of the best, and I I'm very proud of the work of Legal Aid. Our board is phenomenal. Um, it's just a really great organization. Um, you know, we've been here almost sixty years. I know that is amazing. Big sixty next year. Party. Yeah. So we have about a minute left. So let's use it wisely. Tell us your your website, yeah, your yeah, email, yeah. your phone. How do so, folks get a hold of Legal so Aid? So if people want our access line. Um, that is one eight seven seven two five zero two zero one six, and again, it's one eight seven seven two five zero two zero one six. You can check out our website, legalaidofnebraska.org, um, and we even have like self. Like, we have tenant. Um, we have some pro se stuff, so things that you can do yourself. Um, we have tenant handbooks, so Great. there's some resources on there. Follow us on our um, social media, so mm-hmm. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, we also have at the top, if you are not a phone call person, um, if you click Get Help Online, there's a website, but that is um, lawhelpne.legalaidofnebraska.org. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if people want to give money or they just have questions or if organizations are listening and they want to join our community partner, we're kind of creating a big listserv so we can okay. get information out. They can email me directly, and that is Megan Mosslander, and it's M-M-O-S is in Sam, one S, L-A-N-D-E-R at LegalAidOfNebraska.org. Um, but I'm really excited that y- you all had me. Um, I... The more that we can get out and talk, the more people we can help or the more money we can raise to help people. So I'm really grateful for all of your work as well. Um, I'm, I'm a reader, so I was so excited to come here. Yay! Um, and thank you for all my friends and family that listened in. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.